Few things are harder than the mission of raising your kids. At The Dad Project, we get experienced dads to reveal what's worked for them, offering practical, time-tested advice. Being a successful dad is tough, and we're here to help you get it done. Welcome to The Dad Project. In this episode of The Dad Project, Jim Tierney talks about coming up with a specific, concrete plan to form children in virtue. Jim is co-founder of The Dad Project. He and his wife have nine children. At The Dad Project, we talk a lot about virtues, and I want to ask you to stop and think for a moment about what you believe virtues are. How would you define them? The Greek philosopher Aristotle said that virtues are the mean state between extremes of excess and deficiency. So put another way, they are qualities that we should value in ourselves and in others that lie between corresponding faults and vices. So, for example, courage is the virtue, the happy median, between the excess of recklessness and the deficiency of cowardice. In modern parlance, we could call virtues good habits. Okay, so why are they important? Well, think again for a moment about some of the problems we face in our society today. Most of them, if not all of them, are linked to a vice, an extreme of one form or another. So maybe greed, or envy, or pride, or lust. And this list of problems, problems that are all around us, everywhere we look, can feel really overwhelming, especially as a dad of young kids who has to think about how he's going to shepherd kids in this environment. Well, to pump you up to face this situation, I'm going to share a well-known quote from Marine Lieutenant General Chesty Puller, perhaps the greatest Marine who ever lived. And as I said in an earlier talk, I am a Marine Corps veteran, and the topic of virtues gets me excited to use military quotes and analogies because I think there are just a lot of parallels between the military life and the life of virtue. Okay, so at the Battle of the Chosen Reservoir in the Korean War, Chesty Puller said to his troops in order to bolster their spirits, we're surrounded. That simplifies our problem. Okay, so rather than curse this darkness that surrounds us, all these societal problems, these vices that weigh on us so heavily, make us afraid for the future of our children, we can attack in all directions. We're surrounded. That simplifies our problem. So to attack, rather than curse the darkness, let's light a candle. In order to light the candle, I think we need a plan. And that's what this talk is about today. How to come up with a plan to raise children of virtue. I have another military quote for you on the need for a plan. And really, I'm just getting started on the military quotes because, again, I think that the hardship and self-sacrifice required both in military life and the life of virtue is something that we can relate to. So this quote is from the current U.S. Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, who was a Marine Corps general before becoming the Secretary of Defense. Now, I'm going to ask you to suspend your shock in response to this quote, and let me make the point about why I picked it. So when Mattis was a commanding general in a combat zone, when new troops were checking into the theater, he would give them a brief as often as he can, personally do it himself, in order to orient them to the things that they needed to be aware of 
um, in order to stay safe. And so he said to the troops, be polite, be professional, but have a plan to kill everyone you meet. Okay, Jim, where are you going with this? Now, if you've done some research on Mattis, I think it's pretty clear that he's not a warmongerer, and he has a widespread reputation for being very studious, very measured, and level-headed as a leader. I think what Mattis was saying was that for the troops that were checking in to his command, the traditional battlefield was gone. They were facing an enemy that could seem attractive at times. So the tribal patriarch who was our friend yesterday could be texting intelligence about your movements to his warlord buddy today. And the warlords that we are faced with all around us, again, this darkness that seems to surround us sometimes, can be just as crafty, attractive, and enticing to our kids. And just because this isn't trench warfare doesn't mean it's not a life or death situation. We want the best for our kids. We want a bright future for them. We ultimately want their happiness. And so if it's that important, we need to be dialed in with a plan. As it relates to raising children of virtue, I think a plan can help, first of all, inoculate kids against the challenges and evil that they might face. I'm not talking about shielding them completely from evil. Sure, we do that for reasons of protecting their innocence until a certain age, but this inoculation, in my view, is more about helping them deal with challenges and evil when they face it. And secondly, a plan can help us equip them to be better citizens and change the world for the better. And it's more than equipping them for life in the sense that we really focus on their education, we make it to their sporting events, we help get them into a good college, help them get a sports scholarship. Here's what I think it's really about. Marine General Robert Barrow, Commandant of the United States Marine Corps in the late 1970s and early 1980s said, success in battle is not a function of how many show up, but who they are. So if we were to ask ourselves if we want our kids to show up to win, it might seem like a rhetorical question, but there's real work to be done if we intend to do more as dads than just get them into college. So let me throw out a few of my own high-level ideas about how you get started thinking about a plan. Thucydides, in his History of the Peloponnesian War, said, Superiority lies with him who is reared in the severest school. Okay, now I'm not saying that you should run your house like boot camp, but I do suggest that your house be a place where virtue is expected. This is the first place to start with expectations. Make sure that virtue is celebrated in your house, that it's modeled by each of us, that it's taught in lesson form, that it's reinforced with our own strong will as dads. And as I've said before, all this can be done and should be done with a lot of love and warmth and affection. So let's start with ourselves by being the most virtuous, loving, affectionate, affirming, magnanimous husbands that we can be. Let me suggest something else that I think is foundational, not spoiling our kids. This is hard to do in a world where so many goods and services are cheap and easy to obtain. But I think that as dads, we need to make sure that our kids don't possess the object of their every whim. One way to do this in our family, and I know it doesn't work for everybody, but in our family, it has worked well to have a lot of kids. This is something that a wise advisor to me once told me, that it's hard to spoil kids if you have a lot of them. And I've got to say, it certainly has played out to be true in our house. 
I made the point in an earlier talk that I think that chores are really important. Look, kids are instinctively selfish and they need to be civilized. Chores teach the value of work and service to others and I really recommend starting young. Here's another approach that I think helps. Cultivating a spirit of detachment and poverty. There's a wise adage that says, he has most who needs least. Not being attached to material things is just a great foundation for virtue. Okay, so what form should my virtues formation action plan take? Well, I'm going to suggest a couple of possible formats from my professional life and business. You could call them execution models or strategic plan formats. One you could go with is goal, action, and measurement. So we set a goal. We call out what the action necessary to achieve that goal would be or the series of actions necessary to achieve that goal. And then how are we going to measure it to know whether we accomplished that goal or not? Another format is who does what by when. So this calls out by name the person who owns this task. In the case of dads forming their kids in virtue, just a hint, it's always us, the dad. And what specifically are we going to do? I'm not talking about some vague aspiration. I'm talking about concrete actions that we can take and then we can measure later on. And by when are we going to accomplish these things so that we can hold ourselves accountable to a timeline? All right, so an example of how this might play out. Let's say my goal is that I am going to lead a family that is committed to formation and virtues. Just a very high-level goal. What are the actions that I'm going to take? Well, one action I could take is I'm going to make a particular virtue, such as honesty or courage or generosity, the topic of our family dinner conversation every night. It doesn't have to be the only thing we talk about, but we're going to allocate some portion of the time to that particular virtue. And this activity could go in many different directions. We could have one of the children lead the discussion, tell us what they think the virtue means. We could have an older child share a story that illustrates how someone lived this virtue or fell short of living this virtue. We could tell a story from our workday about how we saw the importance of such and such virtue play out in real life. Maybe mom wants to acknowledge one of the kids for really being exemplary in a particular virtue. Okay, so in this example, we've defined a very specific action or set of actions that are going to lead to the accomplishment of the goal. The measurement, I think it's a great habit to check in at the end of every day on what did I do well today, what did I not do well today, and what are the resolutions I'm going to make for tomorrow. So we could check in on our goal and action. How well did I live my commitment to forming my children in virtue today? Did I take the actions that I committed to? So did we have our dinner table conversation? How did it go? Was I a good facilitator? Did I miss opportunities? And what am I going to do better tomorrow if there's anything that I need to do better? If we're serious about raising children who are going to make the world a better place, I really think we need to take a professional approach and be serious about it. There's a person I used to go to for a monthly mentorship session that used to say, our culture will not change until virtue overcomes vice. Dads, I think that starts with us. And a plan, a professional approach will help us get the kind of results that we need to get to help prepare our children for life and point them in the direction of improving our world. I think it's safe to say that our happiness later in life is going to be defined by our results 
in precisely this effort, whether or not our children are living lives of virtue that ultimately are making them happy. Let's get action-oriented about this and start our plan today. Hey, thanks for listening to The Dad Project. If this talk was valuable to you, please go to our website at dadproject.net and make a voluntary one-time or recurring donation to help support our operations. Any amount helps. Catch you next time at The Dad Project.